0: What's up, everyone? This is the Trumpet of Truth podcast, episode number five. Okay, guys, we're going to start with the song of the week. Go ahead. All right.
1: Babe. So, um, the song of the week that I wanted to talk about today. Which
0: I want to talk about it too. <laughs> I found this song first.
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I did.
0: I turned you on to it. Don't even lie.
1: So, this song is called The Heart of the Father by Ryan Ellis. It is so good. So, so, so mm. good. I'll read you guys a little bit of the lyrics. I've never known a love like yours, capital yours. (laughs) So intimate, so powerful. And I've tasted, I've seen, and nothing comes close. I've never known a love like yours. And then the chorus goes, Jesus, your name is power. It's breath and living water. Your spirit guides me to the heart of the father. Let your praise ring louder every day and every hour, because your spirit guides me to the heart of the Father. I really encourage you guys, go listen to this song.
0: Isn't <laughs> that what it's all about, though? Yeah. Just getting closer and closer to God.
1: Mm-hmm. Your
0: spirit guides me to the heart of the Father. Yeah. You know, the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart.
1: Yeah. That's how man, we all should be.
0: <laughs> don't you just long to be like that? Yeah. Be a man after God's own heart. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And David was a guy that, like, had affairs and (laughs) killed a bunch of people. He was human. He was human. Had a sense. He was a God after man, or a man after God's own heart.
1: So that is the song of the week, Heart of the Father by Ryan Ellis. Go check it out.
0: Allie and I are going to talk to you a little bit about um, a passage in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4. Um, if you're not familiar with the Gospel of Luke, um, the author of this book is anonymous, and most scholars believe that Luke was probably a um, a disciple or companion. a close friend or a companion of the Apostle Paul. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway. Backstory. Of yeah. The story, just yeah, so I'll you know backstory. who's writing
1: the
0: Gospel, Gospel of, of Luke. Luke. Yeah. Okay, so in chapter four, we're going to start the reading around verse thirty-one. But before that, we're going to talk about kind of what happened leading up to verse thirty-one.
1: Set the stage. Yeah,
0: Jesus was in Nazareth, reading from um, the prophet Isaiah in the synagogue, and basically what he was saying to the people in Nazareth, um, it you know it ticked him off. His doctrine ticked him off. So, uh, in verse twenty-eight it says, and all they in the synagogue when they heard these things were filled with wrath and they rose up and thrust him out of the city and led him unto the brow of the hill whereon their city was built and that he might, ca- and that they might cast him down headlong. So they were trying to literally throw him off a cliff. Yeah. And what was that Mount Mount precipice? Yeah. Where that's uh, where Nazareth is mm-hmm. built. Yeah. So they're trying to throw him off a cliff. Uh, verse 30 says, but, he passing through the midst of them went his way. So that's kind of crazy. They got him pushed up on the brow of this hill on this cliff and they're trying to push him off, but he just kind of walked through the middle of them. <laughs> it's okay. Not today. And yeah, he just goes it wasn't on. A, his time. It wasn't his <laughs> time. Yeah. He just kind of just passing through the midst of them and went his way. All right. So what we're going to talk about for the remainder of the time starts here in verse 31. So Jesus is just left. Nazareth and he's just walked through all them people and he's coming now uh, down to Capernaum so verse 31 and uh, he came down to Capernaum a city of Galilee and taught them on the Sabbath days Um, and they were astonished at his doctrine for his word was with power Mm. they were astonished they weren't glad to hear it they weren't you know oh this is pretty cool they were astonished not because of not only what he was saying his doctrine, but the power with what he you know what he was saying, mm-hmm.
1: I think that's what all Christians should strive to be like, have authority and power with what they're saying, that people are astonished
0: <laughs> and notice they said that they were astonished at his doctrine,
1: yeah, it was different than what everything else was being taught at that time,
0: and only that, but you know he's the word, the beginning, the end. The life, the truth. He is the living word. He is the living word. Mm -hmm. So there's almost like there is an acknowledgement there of like, this is, the the Holy Bible is his doctrine. Yeah. He's just giving it to us differently.
1: Yeah, what we've been taught.
0: Verse 33. And in the synagogue, there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil and cried out with a loud voice saying, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. So there's a little bit to unpackage there. Let us alone. See, the verse before that says, A man which had a spirit of an unclean devil One, But when the devil speaks, he said, Leave us alone.
1: Mm-hmm. More than one.
0: More than one. Is it more than one devil, or is he talking about him in the the vessel? The man.
1: Either or. It's
0: hard to tell. I think there's more than one devil. Let us alone. Because Jesus is not going to hurt the man. Right. He's going to cast the devil out. Leave us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thee come to destroy us. So they know they're going to be destroyed. Right.
1: And it says destroy us. Us. So.
0: Yeah. There you go. Multiple. Plural. I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. Crazy. Even demons know Jesus and lost people don't. Isn't that crazy? Like they're demonic and they're evil and they're wicked.
1: They're on the and th- wrong side of like, history. And they're
0: like, not only that, they're like, man, not only are you Jesus of Nazareth, but you're the Holy One of God. Yeah, they're, acknowledging his, yeah, they're acknowledging his holiness. You're the Holy One of God. Verse 35. And Jesus rebuked him saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. And if you don't know what hold thy peace means, it's a nice way of telling someone to shut up.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So he's Be like, quiet. and not <laughs> you know, he rebuked him, and then said, "Shut up, and get out of that man." Yeah. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and hurt him not. So not only did Jesus cast him out, but the devil didn't hurt the the man that he was possessing. Um. Verse 36, and they were all amazed and spake among themselves saying, what a word is this for with authority and power, he commanded the unclean spirits. There it is mm. multiple and they come out and the fame of him went out in every place of the country round about. Wow. So he rebuked him, told him to shut up, come out of him. The devils did, and everyone was amazed. Can you imagine seeing that at church? No, yeah. <laughs> Another crazy thing here that kind of gets looked over is, like, he's in the synagogue teaching on the Sabbath. And this guy with an unclean spirit is at church.
1: That, doesn't, is, make sense, that right? doesn't make any sense, That <laughs> doesn't make any sense. I mean, how
0: many demon-possessed people have you seen at church? <laughs> I mean, maybe there has been in our myth that we just didn't know about, but kind of crazy to think. There is a demon possessed man at church.
1: Mm -hmm. And not only was he there, he was crying out and yelling and making a a fuss.
0: (laughs) Yeah, making a fuss. And what's crazy is like, you know, to these people that were listening to him, you know, maybe half of them or a certain amount of them didn't even know who Jesus was. Mm -hmm. Then you got this crazy guy over here. In the back corner, you go, are you Jesus? You're gonna destroy us and torment us. Yeah. What what do we have to do with you? And they're like, what in the heck's going on?
1: Yeah, if you just kind of take a step inside, what it would have actually been like just to there, be a bystander. Yeah. It would have been like, unreal.
0: Yeah. And not only were you amazed at, oh, wow, this guy, his doctrine is awesome. It's sound and it's amazing. Yeah. I'm astonished by what he's saying. And he says it with power. And then you got this guy over here who's like, whoa. He looks weird. <laughs> He's all contorted and screaming and yelling. He needs oh, help. That guy just told him to shut up. Mm. <laughs> oh crap. Now that guy's passed out on the ground.
1: Yeah.
0: What a sight. At, at church. Yep. Yeah. Not you know, <laughs> not at not at a circus. <laughs> not at, you know, some sideshow. This is at church in yeah. the synagogue on a Sabbath. Crazy. Crazy. A,
1: a real miracle.
0: A real a real miracle. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So now that we've kind of read through it all and we're taking the, the approach of like viewing this as like a bystander mm-hmm. in the synagogue at the time,
1: really putting ourselves in the story.
0: Yeah. Just kind of like being a, a random person. That's kind of watching all this go down. Um, what's crazy is like, we talked about a guy with a, a demon possessing him, an unclean devil spirit. hmm Being at church, you know, it's kind of like counterproductive for a demon to possess (laughs) a guy and then to lead him to church because like that's not intuitive to what you're doing with that vessel, which leads
1: you to believe that it
0: it leads me to believe that, you know, there's as humans, we have this attraction to the supernatural Mm -hmm. and that can be good like holy spirit attraction but there's also evil spirit attraction too and i think even though this man was in the depths of demon possession Mm -hmm. there was still something there inside him that he could control that he was seeking out help he was seeking out revival he was seeking the light the light right yeah and even though he was you know demon possessed and basically this devil was even speaking for him Uh at times. He was still able to make it to the synagogue to hear Jesus, which
1: is a really good point. Um, I know a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the um, movie series or TV series, the chosen, and there's a really great scene in the chosen of a man with an unclean spirit. And he comes upon the camp of the 12 disciples and Jesus. And he had sought out those people because, you know,
0: he could, he could smell.
1: And he could sense yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And so it's just, it goes to show you that, you know, demons know and they, they don't seek the truth, but they're, uh, you know, they're attracted to the lie that Jesus gives off. Just, you know, and so are we.
0: Absolutely. And that's why you hear of crazy, like, um, stories and, uh, oh, what's the word? I'm looking for? Testimonies of people yeah. like being, you know. Whacked out on drugs and Mm -hmm. in the depths of their own despair, (laughs) despair being pulled out of it. Well, it's because there's a natural attraction to be attracted to the supernatural and the truth. And the truth. Yeah. And, you know, that's why, like, you revival will break out and so many people will get saved and baptized and, and what Mm -hmm. have you and come, you know, to know Jesus. But in the same, you know, on the flip side of that coin, you know, there's also, stupid Hollywood movies that are about, you know, demonic possessions and exorcisms and stuff like that. And they pack the stink in theaters out. Yeah. Because it is just it's only natural for us to be attracted to something that's super us.
1: Yeah. That
0: makes any sense.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, demon possession's a real thing. Mm-hmm. It's very real. It says it, it in the Bible. It says it in the <laughs> Bible. It's very real. And I've personally I think I've met a few people that were demon possessed. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've seen it and witnessed it. And I've, you know, I've, I've been there.
1: And we live, we live almost in a culture, especially with all of these Hollywood movies that they, they do such a good job of portraying it in the movies that people almost are like, Oh, that's just the movies. Like, that's not real. Like, that's just something that Hollywood portrays, but it is real. And it's, it's not something to mess around with. It's not something. And to-
0: if you really dig deep into all that, <laughs> there's a lot of symbolism and, things in the culture with music videos, with mm-hmm. song lyrics, with, um, you know, professional athletes and actresses and actors, you know, they'll yeah. tell you exactly who they are and what they're doing.
1: Yeah. That's and, a whole nother and, podcast. And, yeah.
0: And it's not good. <laughs> so if you're on the fence of whether you believe in, you know, true demon possession and all that nonsense, it is real. It's very yeah. real.
1: It's read and Luke. Chapter yeah, four. Yeah, it's
0: right there. And <laughs> it's okay, not right just there. there. It's littered all throughout the Bible. Yeah. You know, and it's it's very real. And so, we're not,
1: you know, we're not called to mess around with things like that. We're called to rebuke them just like Jesus did. Right. <laughs> that's <laughs> not, that's what out. I was
0: fixing to say. Like, <laughs> you took the words right out of my
1: Sorry. Mouth.
0: Yeah. So not only, you know, is it there, but you know, we ought to be like Jesus. And what did it say? Jesus rebuked him saying, shut up and come out. <laughs>
1: Hold your peace. You can say what Jesus says. You can say hold your peace yeah, you if you want say, hold to. Your peace.
0: It's just a polite way to say shut your mouth. <laughs> you know, hold your peace, be quiet, shut up. You know, same thing, tomato, tomato. Mm-hmm. But, you know, oh, you just need to be like Jesus and spread love. Well, well Jesus encountered a demon and told him
1: yeah,
0: to get, scram. <laughs> and that's what he did. Yeah. And it was on authority. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can do those things, too, in Jesus's authority. Right. In his name. In his name. Absolutely. So, to kind of talk about uh, Jesus's authority there to cast those demons out, it makes me think of that passage in Mark chapter 9 when um, Jesus comes off the Mount of Transfiguration and Peter, James, and John have seen Jesus talking with Eli- Elijah. hmm and moses and they come down off this mountain and the other disciples are there with a bunch of people and there's this boy with an unclean spirit and the you know it's, the bible says the boy is dumb and deaf and the father says oh he throws himself the spirit throws the boy into the fire it throws him into the water so and
1: the boy is convulsing and the boy's convulsing foaming the mouth. right yeah
0: and doing all these crazy things and the disciples Can't cast this demon out, so Jesus walks up and he's like, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee to come out of him and in her no more into him. Um, and after he does this, the disciples are like, you know, obviously amazed for what Mm -hmm. they've seen because they tried and tried and tried and couldn't get this demon cast out. And so they ask him,
1: Well, and they ask him privately, too, yeah, 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 after they go back to the house, they asked
0: him privately, um, uh well, how come we could not cast him out? And Jesus says, well, this type can only come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. So basically, he was telling them, like, you're not devoted enough. This type only comes out through prayer and fasting. And both of those, I mean, obviously, you know, everyone prays, you know, we all pray, but there's a level of prayer that is different than just like, now I lay me down to sleep. Yeah. Bless this food and all that I eat and mm-hmm. all that I drink. and There's a difference
1: routine. Yeah, there's routine versus,
0: prayer. Yeah. And then there's like, go off to the woods for three or four days and pray yeah. by yourself. And,
1: fast and, and yeah.
0: then, then the fasting part, you know, I don't know if it, we, I've done a few food fasts yeah. and I know you've done some fast too. we've got some friends that have fasted and fasting is really crazy. I, it's really hard. And when I'm in the middle of my fast, I really enjoy it, but I always like think, okay, I'll fast soon. And I don't ever do it because it's super <laughs> it's hard. hard. It's hard. super hard, but very, very unique.
1: And rewarding. And rewarding. Yeah.
0: Like I, I thought when I, fir- when I did my first fast, I thought like, you yeah, know, I'm going to try this out. This is new. It's cool. It's fun. I'll
1: my- show my devotion. To yeah, God. yeah. Yeah. I'll show
0: my devotion. And about day three, that's when things really started clicking. So I did a full seven day fast, only eating once a day, no sugary cut out all sugar. It was just like meat. I was just eating meat and vegetables, that's it, and drinking water. Yeah. And it was only once a day. Right. Which, that doesn't seem like a whole lot. But (laughs)
1: But you get free. When you get used to
0: eating like a breakfast sandwich (laughs) around, you know, eight o'clock and then eating lunch at noon and then wife's got dinner ready at five, (laughs) like, yeah, five o'clock did not come soon. (laughs) But in that time, you know, I was taking myself away from the plate and putting myself before God with, with prayer, with filling my daily routine with worship music, with.
1: Yeah. And anytime you got hungry, instead of like focusing on the hunger, you just focused on.
0: Yeah. And, and I read, and I read a bunch that week too.
1: Yeah. Read of, the
0: of the Bible. Of the Bible. Yeah. And man, about day three, it, it all starts to hit you and you, and things, um, that you, maybe you didn't understand before. There's a whole new level of understanding for me. There was and clarity and clarity and what I was reading and what I was seeking.
1: And it doesn't have to be just food. I mean, a lot of people, like something that really consumes my time, unfortunately, <laughs> is social media. I'm guilty of it, just like a lot of you are, I'm sure. Um, and just fasting from that, I mean, it doesn't have to be food, but fasting from something like that can really just like open up your heart and get away from all those distractions to really see what God can download into you in that, you know, two week period, that month period, whatever you want to do.
0: Yeah. And, and it shows God, it's not that, you know, it's like, well, I'm just going to give up these things. You're showing God that like you're God, you're more important than these things. I'm, I'm taking myself away from this and putting myself in the presence of you. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what Jesus is telling his people. Like there's this authority and this anointing that we've been given comes with the devotion. Right. And you know, the, just the sheer will and desire to be in God's present and let the Holy Spirit dwell in you and work mm-hmm. through you. Yeah. And um, so that's kind of what, you know, when it talked about his authority in Luke 4, it made me think of the Jesus telling the disciples, oh, this type only comes out through prayer and fasting right. in Mark 9. Um, another funny thing about fasting, Allie's dad, he's been trying to quit. Uh, Diet Coke for how many years now?
1: <laughs> since I was born, like yeah. 20 And in. her
0: mom could not get him, could not get him. I challenged him to do a Diet Coke fast for one week. What was that, like six months ago? Mm-hmm. It was during wheat harvest. So yeah. it had to be like six months ago. <laughs> he hasn't drank Diet Coke since. Yeah. He quit.
1: Completely drinks water.
0: <laughs> I, I think he's had it a few times, but like, yeah. this guy, I'm telling you guys,
1: literally Diet Coke like in his. Cup. A
0: gallon of Diet Coke a day. <laughs> no lie, a gallon. And you know i was like man i challenge you to fast from diet coke and he's like well, why should i fast and i was you know what? well i don't know it, it may you know out here combining this wheat maybe turn the worship music on and just
1: give you some put yourself clarity. in the
0: presence yeah and give yeah. you some clarity and some some good vibes <laughs> and he never looked back <laughs> yeah <laughs> he never looked back
1: um so. i one little side note that i just uh saw i think it's really important that everyone look into a lot of the different versions of the Bible and kind of look at what you're reading out of and the different translations that it might be. Jacob was reading out of the King James Bible, which is uh, what we read out of the majority of the time. And I was looking over here at, we have several different versions open in our ESV Bible. It only says that this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. It doesn't mention anything. It doesn't mention
0: fasting, fasting, right?
1: So, I mean, that might be a new concept for those who might not have read the King James version, um, you know, at all, to know that fasting is a big, big part of...
0: That's really silly. Why would they take fasting out? I know. I, I That seems like an important part. It
1: is a very important it's part.
0: It's red letters. Why would... Like, that's a word that was completely taken out. Yeah. Like, that's not a misinterpretation. That's like in the King James, because the King James has been around longer than yeah. the ESV. And to my knowledge, the King James is actually probably the oldest translation... Other than, like, the codex, isn't it? Right.
1: Well, that,
0: yeah. I think. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. But, anyway, that doesn't mean it's more accurate. It just means that it's the oldest and probably, the you know, the closest to the codex, as you can get. Yeah. But, nonetheless, yeah, the translations are, to- you know, they can be totally different sometimes. That's just
1: it? a side note to kind of pay attention to what you're reading, to and yeah. maybe check out some different versions if you <laughs> aren't yeah. seeing, aren't liking what you're seeing. Yeah,
0: I was kind of. <laughs> King James born, King James bred. When I die, I'll be King James dead type of deal. <laughs> um, but I, I do like the ESV. I read out of it on my phone because it is easier to read.
1: But it's sometimes but, good to look back and kind of yeah, compare and in contrast.
0: In the ESV, you will miss things like prayer and fasting. And yeah. then I think in, um, oh, is it Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Mm-hmm. When they come out of the fire, Nebuchadnezzar says, in the King James, it says, um, there was not three, but four. Yeah. And one was like the son of God.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And in the ESV, it says, one was like a son of the gods, plural, like comparing it to the gods that they worshipped. Yeah. That he worshipped, right? Right. That's and, big, But <laughs> in the King James, it says, son of God, acknowledging that there is only one holy God, and that's his son.
1: Right, (laughs) (laughs) and
0: in the ESV, it's like he's a son of like a god, like like a Hercules or something.
1: Yeah,
0: and that's not. I I think it was more direct, like Mm what the King James says. But anyways, nonetheless, (laughs) nonetheless, moving on, (laughs) moving on. So yeah, that anointing, that authority comes with devotion, prayer, fasting, um, reading his word, all that stuff, and there's a certain level we have to get to. To where we can rebuke.
1: Kind of going evil. back to our song of the week, you know, your spirit guides me to the heart of the father. If right. we pray and fast, our the Holy Spirit can lead us closer and closer and closer to God.
0: Yeah. Let your praise ring louder every day and every hour. Mm-hmm. Let your spirit guide me to the heart of the Father. Yep.
1: Such a good one.
0: It is so, a very good song.
1: <laughs> um to wrap it up, I think we should talk about verse thirty-seven in chapter four. Um, and reports about him went out into every place in the surrounding region. Such a simple verse that can be skipped over super easily, but I think it's one of the most important calls that we get as Christians to talk about it (laughs) in every place. I mean, a lot of the times, especially, I sometimes don't feel like I have the adequate knowledge or the adequate um, way of speaking to tell people about Jesus, but one of the most important things you can do is speak about the gospel and what god has done for you i mean it's pretty simple (laughs) death burial resurrection and tell people what jesus has done for you
0: this is kind of like one of those squirrel moments with a dog where (laughs) (laughs) you're saying something and i have a squirrel moment where i see something else but um (laughs) it it makes it like when i read the the fame of him went out into every place of the country roundabout it Mm -hmm. makes me think of like you know we live in a small town where Oh, so-and-so said this, and so-and-so did that. Like, it goes around so fast. Right. Like, one person could say one thing, and by the Wild end of the fire. week, everyone knows it. Right? Wild all, yeah. like, 2,000 people that live in our community <laughs> know it. And think about how crazy and how fast. Like, they didn't have cell phones back then. It was all, mm-hmm. like, just word of mouth word passing of mouth. it. But the multitudes came to see Jesus. Mm-hmm. And even the ones that hate him. Even the demons, the Pharisees, they never missed a public service. Mm-hmm. Right? So. We should do a better job of instead of talking about Betty down the road. We should talk about <laughs> Jesus, and maybe that'll spread faster than
1: yeah
0: some of these other nonsensical right. small town he said she said stuff. Yeah. But, scroll moment. Sorry. <laughs> You're
1: right. Oh, I love this verse. This whole passage is really good.
0: Yeah, it is, and there's a ton of ton of Jesus casting out demons. In the Bible. In the Bible. Yeah. Ton, ton, ton. So I think that pretty well wraps up. Do you have anything else to say? No,
1: I don't. All okay. hearts clear. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Well, I guess I'll close this in prayer. Father God, thank you for another day to sound out truth, to read your word, and to uh, be able to talk to all these listeners. Lord, I pray that none of my words be skewed and untruthful i pray that you work in our midst and you lead guide direct and touch all of us in Jesus' name amen
1: amen
0: <laughs> good night everybody
1: see you guys